Welcome back to Women's Wealth, The Middle Way, the show that answers your questions about work, money, and family. My name is Susan McGlory-Michael, and I am the CEO and founder of Glen Eagle, a wealth management firm in New Jersey. Our guest today is Andre Frazier, a successful finance and insurance industry executive. Andre had made plans for her life both personally and professionally. Even with careful planning, as many of us know, she found herself facing the unexpected. A young, divorced mother, Andre wanted to return to the workplace after having spent eight years as a stay-at-home mom. Not only did Andre return to work, she was able to rise to the CEO position within three years. We are thrilled to have you here because you are an inspiration to so many other women who today are probably listening and saying, I can make a change. I can get through maybe a hard time. So welcome, Andre. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Susan. Um, Andre, can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you ended up working in finance and insurance? I know that you know, you're, at, you're an at-home mom, and, and, and especially when you did that, it was really a real cutting edge that you decided you were going to jump in and, and kind of start something. So can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you went about that? Absolutely. So I actually entered the financial um, services industry right out of college. My father had been a Southern Baptist minister while I was growing up. And during the middle of my senior year in high school, he made the transition to go into the financial services industry, largely because he had authored a book on taxation for clergy and um, ministers and churches, and he found he had a real love for, the, for talking with people about money. And he thought he could really be more of a, you know, have a ministerial approach by working with people one-on-one and helping them to um, combat the challenges and take advantage of opportunities that they might have um, with their money. And so he entered the financial services industry during my senior year in high school. And so when I got out of college, he asked me to come and work with him in Rome, Georgia. And so I really had not planned on entering the financial services industry. I had been a um, a marketing and um, development major with an emphasis in fashion. So um, it wasn't really on my plan to come into the financial business, but I joined him and, and worked with him in his practice for several years before making the switch myself into more of a leadership role within the industry. So I worked in the industry um, for, oh goodness, at least um, almost a decade before I decided to not leave the industry, but just be more of a stay-at-home mom. I continued to work with clients and um, with other advisors more in a coaching capacity, doing a lot of consulting work, you know, would write copy for websites, stuff like that. So I did that while I was a stay-at-home mom, but did take some time off too. I I also think that's really so powerful because it's, you don't have to completely give up what you're doing. I think that's such a strong message to so many women. You know, they always use that saying, and I think it's so cliche, that stay-at-home mom. But actually, often women are so empowering while they're home with their kids. And here you are, you're writing, and you're doing all these things. So you didn't really exit ever. Um, I think that's really important for so many um, women to hear, that it's it's not the end-all. It's not one way or the other. But you did that for almost eight years. Can you tell us a little bit about maybe some of the things you did while you were at home, and, and how did you weigh some of the different options, you know, when you said, okay, I've been home for a while. So you're kind of go take us a little bit through that journey of now you're at home and you're still contributing, you're still growing in your industry, um, but then you decide eventually to, to come back into the more um, formal business world. 
Absolutely. And you know, the biggest decision for me to stay at home was really I was worked at the, um, during the first year my daughter was born. And I was working 14, 15 hour days. And I largely worked from home. And I was very fortunate that I had some help at the time, but I wasn't able to see and participate in some of those daily activities that, that I wanted to as a mom, as a new mom especially. And so I decided to give up a full-time position and do more consulting work so that I could really be in control of my time. And I tried to pick work, like I did a lot of copywriting in the beginning for other advisors that were building websites or for anybody that needed marketing help. And that gave me the ability to kind of work how and when I could. So it might be on nap time or it might be at night after she went to bed or it might be during a time when she was um, at a play date or doing some sort of other, you know, extracurricular kind of activity. She was in Jamboree and some things like that. So it gave me the opportunity to work in small increments where I could really be with her when she um, was doing things that I wanted to be a part of, like feeding her and, and um, playing with her and, and doing that sort of thing. And then it really just kind of evolved once my son was born for me to be able to continue to do that. And so I did anything that I could to keep in the game to some degree. Um, it really wasn't about earning money while that was important. It was more about making sure that I didn't lose my knowledge and that I stayed connected with people in the industry so that if I returned to work at some point, which at the time I didn't know if I would do, that I would still have those connections. So I did consulting work for technology companies. I wrote website copy. I worked with advisors on marketing. I did coaching, a lot of life and business coaching during the time. So anything that I could do, even for a short period of time, for small, like kind of gigs, I guess you could say, is um, I would do them just so that I could work how I could best be available for my kids, but also be able to keep connected. I think that's the most important thing to stay connected to people within your industry if you're looking to change the dynamics of how you work. I can't agree with you more. And, you know, I, it's such a wow, your transparency, because I think so many women think, I, I don't know if I can do this, like how I, I was doing this, and they, they label themselves versus the open-mindedness that you had, that you, you, you were so diverse. And as a result, when I'm listening, I'm thinking, wow, you were going back into the, the industry almost probably better prepared because of your diversity and all your experience and having done so many different things. I, I think it's almost like you, you've got a, a PhD in, in creativity. Yes. So that, that it's pretty impressive. And you're a mom. I think that the one thing that I loved when you said I was able to be there, I was able to do that. And I think that so many of us, have that feeling. We don't want it to be either or. It can be both. And um, it's just a matter of creativity, as you say. So, Andrea, I can't tell you, I, I was smiling as you were talking because I thought, wow, this is exactly what so many people need to hear, that it is possible. It's And it's not perfect, is it? There were days that it wasn't perfect. But, but as long as there's more um, good days than bad, you, we go with it. So many women today are listening, and we always ask our guests, what advice you would give other moms who are in similar situations that have children that, you know, that, that are trying to figure out the journey? And, and I know that you're currently involved in, in helping other women um, in your current job. Or you're, you're, again, within the industry, you're changing and, and giving back. So what advice would you give other moms who may be in similar situations to the ones you were as you went through your journey? So a couple of things. I think first and foremost is figure out what works best for you and create an opportunity to 
to fulfill on that. And what I mean by that is like for me is that I said, okay, I need to be able to work in small time periods. I need to be able to not, I may not have the consistency of working at the same time period every day. So I had to figure out how to make that work. And I was willing to take small projects on so that I knew that I wasn't committing to somebody for a year. I was committing to somebody for like, you know, six weeks or for the completion of a small project. And so it gave me the ability to test out some different things to see what would really fit for me without being, without over um, obligating myself. And so I think it's really important for women to figure out what would work best for you? And I don't think there's any right path for any woman. I think every woman knows deep in her gut and in her heart what she what would work best for her, how she could be fulfilled both in being a mom but also contributing by doing work or giving back or volunteering or whatever way that really fulfills her outside of the home. And so I think each woman knows that and can find um, opportunities to do that. I think networking is our biggest resource and our biggest talent as women. We have the ability to do that. And so I think that if you can spend a lot of time just trying to, you know, even if it's to go out to breakfast, to go to lunch or do something really quickly to connect with other women, to be a part of groups of other women that are getting together and don't be afraid to ask for help. I think all of us are willing to support a friend and are willing to help somebody else that really has the drive and ambition. And so don't be afraid to ask for help and ask for connections. And usually it's not the first or second time you do that. It's the third or fourth connection that really all of a sudden gives you a tremendous opportunity. And so don't be afraid to create the path that you want to go down. Um, I've been really fortunate to have jobs where they weren't in existence before I um, came on. And so I've been able to kind of create my own jobs in many cases. And that's given me the ability to really craft it in such a way that it serves me as a whole person, not just as an employee or as a worker, but also as a mom and as a wife and as a friend and as a daughter. And so I think it's um, don't be afraid to forge your own path and create something new just because it hasn't been done before doesn't mean that you can't be the first one to do it. Well, you are an inspiration, I will tell you, and I know that you have also created uh, something that's empowering women. So I, I, I think you have a career forever because I think you could be an amazing coach to so many women out there. So I see down the road even more for you to be able to share and, um, with what you've you gained over the years, your experience. So I actually can't thank you enough. I was sitting here thinking, wow, I want to take notes. You, you gave us a wealth of knowledge in such a short amount of time. So um, someday when you open that coaching, uh, that coaching business, I'll, I'll, be the first, I'll be the first one of your first clients because I think you are just an inspiration to so many women. So thank you so much, Andre, for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. And thanks for tuning in today's episode of Women's Wealth, The Middle Way. Make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes or podcast app or follow us on SoundCloud, Podbeam, and womensrodeo.com for new episodes every other Wednesday. See you in two weeks.